It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Chiefs go out to Las Vegas, put their money on the line, and come up a winner. That's a gamble that they needed to have. We're going to break it all down live postgame with Matt Derrick of ChiefsDigest.com. Welcome to Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Friends and neighbors, whether you're in the desert, here in the high country, or in Kansas City, we're brought to you today by Locked On Jobs to find the qualified candidates that you want faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. This was a game the Chiefs had to have. They get it done. Had to get their motor started. We're going to talk about the ins and outs, who stood out, and who still has a ways to go. No one came out clean in this ball game, but Matt Derrick's here with us from ChiefsDigest.com, our Chiefs inside, to give you the inside scoop. We're going to get to it all. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, NFL33.com and RGR Football. With my partner, Chris Clark of Chiefs Corner, we're going to give you all of it today live post-game as you can get us five days a week pre-recorded most of the time but you can get in it there make sure you like sub hit the bell here on youtube as well as hitting spotify apple and all the audio platforms because we're free every day everywhere for you you everydayers know that we appreciate you being here hit the text line at 816-357-8781 to get a little bit more this game came down i do believe i had the closest prediction the chiefs matched my output uh raiders just got a couple extra points there uh this went down a lot of how we wanted it to, but not quite in the order we wanted it to, Matt. It looks like it was, we're going to rest some of our uh, beat-up wide receivers. We don't need everybody against this game, and oh, crap, they're going to punch us in the face in the first half. We're going to have to come back from it. I see that as a huge plus for battling back in this ball game. How did you take this game for you? Yeah, I mean, it was a big-time battle back. I mean, you dig yourself a 14 to nothing hole, and the way that the Raiders did it, I mean – um, they just dominated the early portion of this game. And really, really the first five drives offensively and defensively, they were just shoving the ball down the, the Chiefs' throat on the ground. Uh, it looked like this was just doom and gloom. And um, I mean, it was big when the Raiders decided to kick the field goal, which I found the Raiders, I'm getting the points there, but they miss a chip shot field goal, get zero points completely. You start to feel a little bit of momentum. Maybe there was a little bit of a, you know, deep breath of fresh air for the Chiefs. But when you get to a situation there where, hey, you know, the Raiders could have had an opportunity to go up 21 nothing, and then th- that would have been the knockout blow to me. But instead, Chiefs find themselves down 14 nothing. They're able to fight back to make it, you know, even at the half. And the second half was all Kansas City. Um, Raiders only had five first downs, I think, in the second half. Um, never really got anything started offensively. The Chiefs were able to at least be good in this, you know, the second half. They weren't as consistent as I know they would like to be, but they got a couple of scoring drives, got things done, 17 points in the second half, which compared to the second half output of late is monstrous. So <laughs> to me, yeah, you took a you took an early punch, but after that it was all but good things for the Chiefs for the most part. Crazy game uh, going down 14-0 and just feeling like this game was going to be 
something that was not going to go the right direction. And Kansas City completely turned it around. They scored uh, 21 answer points. They scored in the second half. Uh, they did things that they haven't done consistently throughout the season, and that is exactly why they won the game. Uh, they took it to the Raiders most of the game. Uh, you know, I hated that they allowed the Raiders to get two big plays in the first half. Uh, actually, I think both in the first quarter, uh, the big throw to, you know, to Devontae Adams and then the, the run to um, the running back. Uh, why can't I think of his name right now? Jacobs? Yeah, there you go. Thank you, Jacobs. Uh, and you look at those two plays, and if you take those off the board, Raiders aren't even in this game, obviously. But, you know, you got to feel like the defense played a lot better than you were expecting them to after going down 14-0 early. They tightened up and they made it very hard for the Raiders to do anything else. They certainly did. And I think it comes back to there's always going to be some give and take. But this is what this team needed to be able to survive that initial rush by the opponent, regroup, and get it done. We've been seeing a team, especially in the last several weeks, gets out to a lead, Matt, gets their offense cooking, and then literally takes their foot not only off the gas, but maybe sticks it out the window as they're gliding down the highway in a coast kind of maneuver. This was the exact opposite. This is the kind of game we needed to see uh, systemically, uh, play call-wise, rhythm of the game. All those things go into having to make sure that you can get your act together in the second half. I think that bodes well for what we're going to see in the coming weeks and months as we get to January. Well, and for the most part, what the Chiefs avoided today is exactly what Andy Reid has been harping about how they have to avoid. They avoided the self-inflicted wounds. Turnovers today, zero. Um, They only had four penalties. The Raiders had zero penalties. I don't know how that's possible. But (laughs) the the refs were not calling many flags today. Um, And the Chiefs probably earned the ones that they got. But still, four penalties and a huge improvement for where this team has been. Couple of drops here and there, but you know nothing that ended up costing this team. But that's the thing is that for the most part, they didn't implode any of their drives with mistakes. And that's what enabled them to get things done today. I mean, and the and one of the things I'll, I'll calculate in there to mistakes is trying to push the ball downfield when you don't have the offense to do that right now. Uh, Mahomes only took one shot beyond 20 yards to be on the line of scrimmage all day long. This was classic eat your vegetables offense. And okay. we can see what happens when you take what the defense gives you, this is can be the output. You know, the thing I liked about this the most was you saw Mahomes actually do things that he had been not doing most of the season. Um, he was checking down at times. He was taking the guys that were open. He was taking what the defense was giving him. And that is something that we have been harping on multiple times, trying to say, if he takes what the defense gives him, they're going to be more efficient. They're going to be able to score points. They're going to be able to move the ball. Uh, four for nine on third down. And the reason I bring that up right now is it's crazy because last week they had like 23 third down attempts. I mean, it's just crazy. And they scored more points this week and only had nine third down attempts. They didn't get to 50% on the night uh, or on the day for third down conversions, but still played well enough to be able to win the game. And, you know, what they were able to do with Rasheed Rice, getting him involved in different ways. uh, He showed his ability to break plays and to get, you know, big plays down the field, uh, regardless of where he's being targeted. And then his, you know, contested catch ball that he caught on the sideline was phenomenal. Where's yeah, that been thought, all year? I thought Rice had a couple of really good moments. And obviously there there was one legitimate drop in there that you he would like to have back. Um, that was just another case of trying to move with the ball, but before you get the football. 
But, you know, the Chiefs were doing a couple of things to get the ball to him. One, you know, was obviously get get it out quickly on the edge and let him use his speed and strength against some defensive backs to get some yards after the catch. And that is, I think, always going to work. But the one I really liked was the touchdown because that was Mahomes just dumping it off, trying to get the first down, uh, just taking what was there. And Rice just taking it the rest of the way himself. I mean, that's what this guy can do. He can take a four-yard pass and turn it into 27 yards. I mean, that's what Rice can do. So that's why I want to see more of, of him. I mean, I think that this is absolutely indicative of the kind of games that you can get from Rice if you just uh, get him involved. You build some packages specifically for him and, and make sure that he gets involved. Uh, this, you know, first first 100-yard game, and I think he's going to have more the rest of the season. And we're going to talk about Rice in depth, how this fits into the offense and where they go from here, coming up in just a moment after a message from our pals at LinkedIn. Now, when you're a small business or, or you're a small team in this case, we're a small market team here in Kansas City, folks, and you're trying to get the right people for the right fit in the right role, whether it's Rasheed Rice being your leading receiver, we'll talk about that coming up in the next break, or whether you need the right candidates for your role in your small business, you got to go to the right source, and that's LinkedIn Jobs. You can get that and get the right professionals hired for your team faster and for free. It makes it super simple job opening you let everyone know by putting it on your profile so that echoes out through the stratosphere in linkedin the vast network comes through with a billion professionals that can link into where you're at it's intuitive it's quick and easy they give you tools that can help you sort out those candidates and get the right people in front of your eyes for the right reason post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on nfl and get those right candidates so that you can get the right hire done that's linkedin.com slash locked on nfl to post your job for free terms and conditions definitely do apply and just like any other time this show is sponsored by better help and sometimes you need that help to pick you up whether you're in a drought because this season is not going the way that you wanted or whether you have some kind of conundrum like the passing game that you have to figure out better help is there to help you be your best and get the most out of yourself Therapy can be a bright spot for a lot of folks, and we believe that getting connected with a, a therapist that works for you is part of that key. So whether you're thinking about starting therapy right now, you want to give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, it's convenient and flexible, and it can be molded to your schedule fitting your life. Uh, it certainly starts very, very simply with a brief questionnaire that lets you get selected and paired with a licensed therapist. You can try that out you don't get along with that therapist, you want to try something different, you can switch at any time at no charge whatsoever to make sure that you're getting the right support that you need to get your goals met down the line however you want to get it done. The bright spot is that that's what happens with BetterHelp. So go to betterhelp.com slash locked on. You can get 10% off of your first month today, right now, tonight. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. Now, as we've been talking the last couple of weeks, uh, this is the game that we've been waiting for in terms of coming to fruition, what we've been calling for that uh, with the drops, the things that we've seen. You saw Watson get targeted three times tonight. MVS with a single target. Who led this team in targets? It was Rasheed Rice, even more so than Travis Kelsey, who had, a, a, I think, a great game despite the fact that you were getting a lot of different looks on him. I thought he attacked the zones very well. But it was Rice that reaped the benefit of that. And I think this has become 
almost a, a subdued storyline, Matt, because it's what we've been talking about for weeks and weeks and weeks. The staff finally came around and decided to let it out of the bag. This was the rice that I was expecting. Broke 100 yards, obviously scored, and was the number two to Travis Kelsey. Is that where you saw this going, and can this be repeated week after week after week? Well, I think it's where you hoped it was going. And, you know, and again, I mean, targets can differ from week week to week when it comes to the plays that break down and where the ball goes. What I thought was really encouraging today is that Patrick Mahomes showed a willingness to look towards Rasheed Rice instead of, you know, forcing maybe everything to Travis when things break down. I mean, you know, you know, Patrick will talk about going through his progressions and, you know, one, two, three, and going to go back to one, two. But, you know, sometimes it's going to be go one, two, three, one, two, and then one, 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 or wherever, whichever Kelsey number is. Um, but today you saw him, you know, willing to dump it off to, to Rasheed when he was extending plays looking to go somewhere else with the football. And that's how the touchdown came about. I mean, it was not a clean play. That was a play, you know, a moment where Mahomes had to buy a little bit of time, finds Rasheed Rice, and Rice, you know, takes it the rest of the way himself. That, to me, is a, a sign of progression within the offense. Obviously, it's a big deal for, for Rice because being able to make a, a play like that definitely shows that he's becoming more comfortable in the offense. He's finding the soft spots and that, you know, he's finding a way to get open and make himself available to his quarterback. And... That's what the Chiefs are having trouble with right now, because for the most part, Kelsey's been the only guy that has been able to do that. And, you know, and, and it was a kind of a quiet, you know, six catches for 91 yards for Travis today. Although that throw from Mahomes to Kelsey down the left sideline, my goodness, that was a play that only those two guys can make. I mean, it's a throw that not many quarterbacks can intentionally make. And certainly not a lot of guys are going to catch. I mean, you, we've seen that. Um, that was just those two guys at their work. But to me, this was a great example of a game plan where, you know, Mahomes was trying to get rid of the football quickly. He wasn't trying to spend too much time in the pocket and trying to, to wait for something deep to develop. He was taking what the defense was giving him. And as we said, I mean, good things can happen because Travis Kelsey isn't the only guy who can make plays after the catch. Rasheed Rice is showing you he's one of those guys, too. Rasheed Rice definitely showed that, and what I will say is, uh, maybe not use Sky Moore as your lead blocker on a on a you know quick out to Rasheed Rice, uh, but overall, I think you have to be pretty happy with this. You look at what happened, and you look at how this game played out, and you have a good game from Sky Moore from the, the perspective of three catches, three uh, you know over thirty yards receiving Noah Gray three catches, three targets, thirty yards, and one of his catches was phenomenal over the middle of the field. Uh, you know, you look at Rasheed Rice, and you're absolutely right. He is the guy that they need to be feeding the ball to. But you get complementary things from these other players, which makes it so much easier to be able to continue to feed Rice, to be able to continue to feed Kelsey. When you get those other guys that step up in certain moments and just get positive yardage and, and go the right direction. It certainly did. And it allowed that because of the situation. Now, this was a game that we came into. No, and then they needed to make some offensive changes. Matt, late Saturday, we found out that Kadarius Toney, in addition to McCole Hardman, which we already knew about, was not going to be able to go. Um, a, do we have any more information about uh, where Tony's at? Was this more precautionary? Is there something that we can expect this have to be the plan for the next few weeks with Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey leading the way in the passing game? Yeah, it was definitely precautionary. Um, Tony came out of practice on Friday with just feeling some discomfort in the hip. Um, wanted him to sleep on it, see if he felt better on Saturday morning. He didn't. Um, so they're going to be they're doing some tests right now just to see what it is. Last I had heard, I didn't have a diagnosis yet. 
Um, we'll see if we hear anything from Andy Reid on Monday as far as that goes. Um, did get the injuries from, from Andy after the game today. There were three, but nothing that he considers too serious. Be- this show is sponsored. <laughs> Evidently, I, I wanted to read something there. I'm glad there's nothing too serious, man. <laughs> Donovan Smith came out. You saw that with the stinger, and he came back in. Uh, Sky Moore tweaked his knee, and you saw we saw Trey Smith. That was uh, that was a foot that he ended up uh, injuring there. Uh, but Andrew doesn't seem to be think that they're too concerned. One one you obviously watch is Sky with the knee, especially when you got some other guys banged up right now. Uh, that could test your depth a little bit. But and I'll be, uh, you know, and I'll, I'll circle back to this too. I mean, I was a little bit surprised that we didn't see more of Richie James, even though it was his first game back. And I, I, I would of all people, I mean, especially after you saw what happened to Kadarius Tony in Week One, I would stress, you know, bringing a guy back slowly. But he did look good in special teams. I just want to see what he can do at receiver. I mean, I, I'm, I'm hoping that the guy gets more opportunities. Yeah, if he gets a, a chance, I think that they, he can add something. Uh, and you're right, you know, worried about Sky Morby with an injury. I know a lot of people are down on him. But you start talking about injuries and, you know, McCall Hardman's gone and, you know, we don't know when Tony's going to be back. Richie James is just coming back from an injury. That's, you know, Watson's coming back from an injury, although he's been playing for several weeks. So that's definitely a position that is banged up right now. Uh, need him to stay healthy and, and just be able to be out there on the field. Because, like I said, he did have a good game, even though it wasn't, you know, 100 yards, you know, three catches three for 30 yards. That's a good game uh, for what he has been doing. But you also – watched MVS not get targeted until late in the game and he ended up getting one catch for negative one yards. Uh you know, wide receivers position you're gonna need to have going to need to have guys that are going to be productive and be able to run the right routes and, and be where you want them to be. And it seemed like uh overall they did that well today. The other big thing and you mentioned this Matt I think early in the first segment, but not turning the ball over. And I can't even think I'm trying to think. I don't even think that there was a ball that Mahomes threw that was even really questionable. Like, there was nothing that I remember that he threw that was close to being a pick. It was all hitting the wide receivers or not being close. And I will say this, and I know probably some people didn't like it, but I like the reverse flea flicker. Uh, it was something new from Kansas City. They, you know, they threw out something that people are going to have to watch for. Uh, and they didn't take a chance with somebody throwing it that wasn't Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and that's a play that, you know, we've seen some variations on it. We've seen some elements of it. So that's just, you know, another piece of that, you know, not only Andy Reid, but but Patrick Mahomes and the whole offense. I mean, they get on that. They'll, they'll take something and then they'll add another tweak to it. But to Chris's point, you throw something out there. Well, the next time that she's run that, teams are going to be thinking in their head, it's a flea flicker and might be something else is coming at you. So that's the that's the great thing about Andy Reid. Sometimes they'll just throw something out there to put it on tape so that the next time that they run it, they're doing something different off of it that you're not expecting. I think that should be the plan. And what that wrinkle will look like for the future, we'll have to get to. But can this take them farther forward? We're going to get to what this does as a springboard game coming up next. I want to tell you about our friends over at Price Picks. Price Picks is the number one site for daily fantasy sports. You need to go check Price Picks out, and maybe you want to go make some bets on the, tonight's game. Uh, that is going to be a huge game with the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, definitely going to be something to watch there. Uh, if you want to play along some of Price Picks' favorite players, like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz, you can now find the community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Price Picks community each week. PricePix even offers a reboot policy so you can 
so that your entries can stay even in play if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, the player is rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Go to pricepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL for first deposit match up to $100. That's pricepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL for first deposit match up to $100. Price Picks. Daily Fantasy Sports Made Easy. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now, I would like a guarantee, a guarantee that this game is the basis, the foundation of what we see the rest of the season. I know Andy Reid's never going to give me that, Matt, but this seems to be a formula that we've been... We've been trying to approach for some time, and now we're there. Do you feel that this was unique to the Raiders, uh, given that uh, Max Crosby probably wasn't 100% no matter how you slice it? Uh, Devontae Adams had a game, but the Chiefs did a very good job. We'll talk about the defense here in a moment. Can they base the rest of their stretch run to the postseason on this game and this concept of feeding uh, the offense through the run game, Rice and Kelsey, and then everything else being statistically on top of that concept? I mean, with the roster that you had on the field today, I mean, I think this is how you would like to see the offense distributed. I mean, I think you would like to see Travis Kelsey and Rasheed Rice getting most of your opportunities, thinking and the other guys being contributors and kicking in when they they can. Um, but I'll tell you what, I mean, if you're going to get close to 200 yards from, from Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey, I think you would take that most weeks. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco ran really hard today. He played well. The numbers don't look great. I mean, just 55 yards, 3.7 yards per carry. I mean, the Raiders were trying to make sure that the, that the Chiefs didn't get the ground game established. I mean, that was I, – I, I think that goes back to a little bit of the identity that Antonio Pierce is trying to instill in this defense, and, and it worked from that standpoint. I mean, you know, it, it certainly worked early on. It was just eventually, you know, the, the Chiefs were – I think were able to at least do what they wanted to do, which was run the football enough to – to scare the Raiders to at least not, you know, selling out completely against the pass. And we'll see. I mean, I thought that the Raiders played off a little bit more of Kelsey than he has been of late. So, you know, that's, we'll have to see what happens when teams are legitimately double and triple teaming him every single play. Um, if things look a little bit different, but I mean, like I said, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what happens when Richie James does get some, you know, a little bit more work. Will that help out with a little bit of teams keying in on Kelsey as much? I think they're going to have to. Teams are going to have to start paying attention to a little bit more of Rasheed Rice. So let's see how he responds to that and how it affects him. But the distribution and how you got the ball to some guys, I mean, that to me is exactly how this this team is going to be its most effective. Um, you know, this is not an offense that – of your where you can take five or six shots downfield you don't have the receiver core for it and that's not a reflection of Mahomes he can make the throws but he he legendarily you know he can't run the routes too so you know if if that's what you've got take it you have to take advantage of what what you've been given and you've got you've got a lot of possession receivers you've got some guys that can work at the line of scrimmage who work underneath 
if that's what's going to be available and that's what you can get, take it. And, and I think we saw an evolution of that today. If the Chiefs stick with that, if we see a pass distribution that's close to this, I mean, there's going to be some weeks that the, the Chiefs go over 300 yards passing. They were close to it today. And, you know, on, on a good day when you add in a really productive run game, which today's was – like I said, they got two touchdowns. That's efficient, I guess. But it, this wasn't the best this run game can be. You get back to 300 yards passing, and you get back to 120 yards on the ground. Suddenly, you are the Chiefs that you want to. You want the offense that you want to see out there. Well, and I think it goes even further because you start looking at who they had playing. I mean, you talk about the wide receivers. We haven't really talked about the running backs. We talked about Pacheco a little bit, but Clyde had a good get a good day. He was running well. He was you know controlling, you know making sure he wasn't going to fumble the ball. I mean, that's exactly what you need from him in those positions. And he had a big, uh, what was it, 10 or 11-yard gain uh, call back by a penalty uh, on Juwan Taylor for holding. But, you know, otherwise, I thought he looked good when he was running the ball, and that's something that you need is having another guy that can go out there and do that. Uh, without McKinnon this week, I think that was a big thing for this Chiefs offense to be able to see that he can play that type of role if needed. I certainly agree with that. And th- – when you flip it over and you look at what they had to do to make sure that they got a team win, I thought the defense stood up to their usual uh, amount. 17 points, yes. Um, they allowed, what, 50% third down completion percentage, right, uh, Chris, conversion? I, I still feel Talk that's a right. tick higher than 14, normal. third down. Okay. So a tick higher than normal, but still got that done. Uh, if you take out that 63-yarder for Jacobs, you're talking 47 yards on 19 carries for this defense. And I feel like that is certainly one play that they'd love to have back, but that that's a foundational performance there. The guy that I think probably took the brunt of everything that the Raiders had to throw at him was Legereus Need. Uh, we saw targets go to uh, Devonta Adams consistently as we had predicted. Uh, he ended up five catches on seven targets for a little bit over a 10 yard average per catch at 73 yards. I still see that as a victory for Legereus Need in this defense. Steve Spagnuolo, Matt, how do you take it away? Yeah, I mean, you know, was it the the luxurious Snead performances that we've been expect, you know, it's kind of expected the way he's just played of late? No, but you know, considering the way Devontae Adams has been playing, considering he is Devontae freaking Adams, yeah, I mean, this is still you if you if you think you're keeping him out of the end zone, you're holding him down to 10 yards a catch, 73 yards. I mean, yeah, that's a good performance. And that because this is without a doubt probably the toughest, you know, challenge that Legereus needs going to face the rest of the season. I mean, there'll be some other good guys. You know, he's going to, he's got Stefan Diggs coming up too. But Devontae Adams is one of, if not the best. So, that having that kind of performance, no, I mean, that that's okay. I mean, even, even Superman, you know, has bad days. And Legereus Sneed has been Superman this season. So, no, that's okay. I mean, you're right. I mean, that, they definitely want back that that 63 yard from Jacobs because you take that back, and that was just you know some fundamentals. I mean, they over pursued. There was one gap, and you know, an I mean, I would say if you you had switched and Brian Cook was in you know Mike Edwards' position, Brian Cook probably gets Josh Jacobs on the ground. Um, that's just you know the kind of player he is. So that that's just maybe the one switch you know, that, that would have stopped it. But you take that one play out. Otherwise, yeah, it's a 31-10 ball game. You're feeling much differently about this defense. I mean, even as it is, you know, these teams both averaged 6.2 yards a play. They both ran 58 plays. I mean, they were it was almost dead even across a lot of statistical categories. 
But in the end, Chiefs won because they were just more consistent. And that's one of the things they know that that champions are. I mean, they're more consistent. The Raiders weren't. They got all of their yards in bunches and and it was opportunistic for them. But, you know, they weren't able to extend that throughout the entire game, whereas the Chiefs were able to finally be productive throughout the first and second half for a change. And and Andy Reid talked about it. And I agree. I mean, I thought it was very important for this team to be able to go out in the second half and establish their presence because the Raiders, as, as well as they've been playing, they're still not a very good team. And they give up more points to this offense, you know, especially with uh, a young quarterback, inexperienced quarterback. And, you know, they, they made him look better than they should have. He played really well. He got probably some 50-50 balls that went his way more often than not. But this team needed a strong second half, and they, they got it on both sides. Well, and the thing that really sticks out to me in this game is – uh, I believe I'd have to go back and look at every single play, but I believe Devonte Adams was targeted seven times in the first half with five catches. I don't think he got it. He may have got a target. Sorry. In the second half. I don't think he got a catch in the second half. And that goes back to talking about LeJarius Sneed and the job he was able to do. Yeah. He gave up some plays early. Yeah. He gave up some yardage, but he was able to come back and he was able to shut him down for the most part in the second half. And that's all you can really ask for a guy that's going up against their best weapon. Uh, and then you look at, you know, a guy like Jacoby Myers, who I thought played a really good game, and they had a great game plan to get him open and get him the ball. And I think that that was something the Chiefs had to adjust to. But, you know, you talk about the yardage being about the same for the for the Chiefs and the Raiders. The big difference is the Raiders got a lot of theirs in the first half and then just couldn't do much in the second. And that, that became a huge deal today. Uh, and Kansas City just not shooting themselves in the foot with, you know, multiple drops and turnovers really helped them you know, take advantage of the Raiders today. And to your point, yeah, Devontae Adams did not have any targets in the second half. Snead absolutely took him away. And Josh Jacobs had eight carries for 16 yards in the second half. Um, That is a whale of an adjustment that defensively this team made at halftime. They needed it. And that's the execution that we're, we're used to and we're hoping to see through this stretch run. That brings us today's game balls go to the players that made this possible. Matt, who gets your game ball? Yeah, this was a hard decision because I think there was a handful of guys that all made cases. And at the same time, everybody had some warts. I mean, nobody was really perfect today, but give props where they are. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, almost 300 yards, doesn't turn the football over, a couple of touchdown passes, very efficient, you know, completed 75% of his passes. And as I gave him credit for earlier, he took what was there today. And that's what this team has got to do. I mean, discipline offensively when you've got a young and inexperienced wide receiver group that you're trying to nurture and you're trying to build. I get wanting to take some deep shots and have some home runs and feeling pretty good. Well, they should feel really good about today because today they took what the defense gave them. They proved that they can be efficient. They proved they can be productive in the second half. And that was all on Mahomes. Mahomes was the one that made it work today. Ryan, who's getting yours? For me, it's the guy who, who probably is going to get a little bit of ire, to tell you the truth, because he didn't quite play uh, up to what our expectation is. But if there's one guy on the Raiders' offense that could have hurt you, it's Devontae Adams. Legere Steed was effective, particularly in the second half, but really, honestly, all game in limiting what that factor is. They didn't have to completely back bracket him every single snap. They allowed Legere's to play and allowed the defense to breathe and attack in other ways. And I thought that went a long way towards helping the entire effort and get a team win. Legere Sneak gets my game ball. 
You know, I thought about Pacheco in this one, but I have to give it to Rasheed Rice. And Pacheco probably deserves it maybe because of two touchdowns. Uh, the other stats really weren't there. But for me, it's Rasheed Rice showing that he can be somebody that the Chiefs rely on, and that's really why he gets my game ball. His touchdown run was great. Uh, he broke some tackles and was able to get in the end zone. That was fantastic. But just being able to get over 100 yards, being able to produce as a wide receiver, and, be, and showing that he can be a target that Mahomes trusts and continue to be a cog that moves this – offense going forward. I think that's why uh, he deserves a game ball in this one. I like it. We'd love to know who you think deserves the game ball. Leave your comments down below. Make sure you like, sub, and hit the bell here. Go over to Chiefs Digest here on YouTube and make sure that you subscribe there as well as checking out ChiefsDigest.com where you can get all of Matt's work. He's diligently working away on two things in two ears right now, making sure that he can get things done, Matt. Thanks for your time, bud. <laughs> Always appreciate it, Ryan. Take care. You can, Chris. Everybody out there, take care. Make sure that you check out the rest of the lockdown. Maybe the Raiders show. Start looking at the Packers. Uh, Going to be a special show for you next week. I might even have some extra content for you pre-game against the Packers. We'll tell you more about that coming up in the week. Matt will be back with us on Wednesday. We'll have behind enemy lines the whole nine yards. Thanks for spending your evening with us. Enjoy this win. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.